Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor W. Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. What does poor in spirit mean? I want you to write this down. The word poor in the Greek, in this text, when Jesus spoke, in the Greek, it means to beg, to literally become a beggar. This is not somebody who just has some financial difficulty. Most of us have financial difficulty. No, this means that someone that is so broken and they are so empty and they are so lost, they have absolutely nothing that they have literally no choice to live except to stand on a street corner and beg for life. I want you to write this down. It means to have no dignity left. You have zero pride, not even an ounce of pride. And you have no choice but to beg. You have completely emptied self of self. You recognize your own inadequacies. You recognize your own insufficiencies. Write this down. You recognize your spiritual impoverishment. Being poor in spirit, you recognize that you are nothing without God. You recognize that the law cannot save you, that doing good deeds cannot save you. You recognize that that everything you are and everything you have is because of God. And you're not ashamed. You're not ashamed to declare your spiritual bankruptcy. You openly live as though every breath that you breathe and every beat of your heart is solely due to the grace of Almighty God in your life. (laughs) Write this down. It means to live in humility before God. Now, Now, truthfully, most of us don't think like that. Most of us here today, we think this. We think, you know, God kind of owes us. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're decent people. Never shot anybody. <laughs> How many of you here today, raise your hand, you've never shot anybody. Raise your hand. You've never, never, ra- I hope you raise your hand here. <laughs> never shot anybody. Somehow, we think and we believe just because I go to church, I'm here. I mean, it was a busy week. I had a lot going on, and it was hard to get here today, but somehow I I got in my car, and I got here. It was tough, but I'm here. I gave $20 in the offering plate a couple weeks ago, and, you know, I gave some socks, you know, when we were raising socks for the homeless people. I gave some socks. We think that because of things like that, that somehow God's going to let us into heaven. You know, I'm trying. I got got a couple of sins. I got got some sins. I got some little sins. 
But God, he understands and he knows. And, you know, he loves me. Everybody wake up and pay attention. The kingdom of heaven, having God's blessing upon your life, it is not coming your way because of your good deeds. It's not coming towards you because you come to church or because you pay your tithes or because you take communion or because you hold the door open for little old ladies. The kingdom of God belongs to the person who says, I am absolutely nothing without God. I am destitute without God. My life is meaningless without God. I'm going to say something. You're going to hear me say it again. On one hand, everybody put your right hand up. On one hand, everybody wants to be happy. I mean, I know there's some depressed people out there, but nobody wants to be miserable. On one hand, everybody wants to be what? Let me tell you about the other hand. On the other hand, everybody is going to die. I want you to think about that. I want to be happy. I know, but you're going to die. I'm scared of COVID. You, you, you're gonna, it doesn't matter if it's COVID or something else. Everyone, you're going to die. I don't want to die. I want to be happy. Oh, okay, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. On one hand, everybody wants to be happy. And on the other hand, everybody's going to die. So what's going to happen? Well, God only gives you so much time before your day of death is here. You're here. You might have today. You might die tomorrow. You might die next week. You might have 10 more years, maybe 20, maybe 50. But one day you're going to die. The question is, you're here now. You want to be happy, but one day you are going to die. What do you do in in the between time? There's only one thing. Every moment of your life here on this earth, you walk humbly before God. Augustine said 16 centuries ago, he said this back in, I think, in the year 425. He said there are three things that are essential for Christianity. Write these down. Number one is humility. Number two is humility. And number three is humility. And here's the deal. Here is the deal. The person that is poor in spirit the person who has emptied self of self, the person who's here today and says, I'm absolutely nothing without God and he's all that I need and there's nothing in this world that I need except God and God alone. Write this down, number three. The kingdom of God belongs to you. That's who gets to go to heaven. Who does the kingdom of God belong to? (laughs) It is not the Democrats. And it is not the Republicans. It's not the educated or the uneducated. It's not the vaccinated or the unvaccinated. 
It's not those who have the most followers on social media, not the one who makes the most money, not the one who keeps the law, not the one that does the most good deeds. It's not the brightest person. It's not the prettiest person. It's not the funniest person. It's not the kindest person. It's not the wealthiest person. No, no, no. A thousand times no. The kingdom of God belongs and is reserved to the person that is 100% dependent upon God. Three things, you've got to get all three of them before you leave here. Number one, self-righteousness is opposite of humility. And it's just true. You're either here right now trusting in yourself for your own salvation, your own abilities, your own good deeds, your own bootstraps. Or you realize that that stuff is all worthless in the eyes of God and the only thing that really matters is the grace of Almighty God upon your life. The classic story, classic. Every Christian should read this story every week of your life. Say, really, every week? Yeah, every week you ought to read this. Jesus said to some who were confident of their own righteousness, and they looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. There were two men who went up to the temple to pray. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, anybody who goes up to the temple to pray, that should be a good thing. He said one was a Pharisee. Now, who's a Pharisee? A Pharisee is a religious person. And I would say if you're in church today, you probably consider yourself a religious person. So in this story, you're the Pharisee. I'm the Pharisee. Two men go up to pray. One's a Pharisee. The other's a tax collector. A tax collector of everyone on the social ladder in Jesus' day, the tax collector was at the very bottom. So you've got the Pharisee, the religious guy. He's at the top of the ladder but the tax collector is at the bottom of the social ladder. In verse 11, Jesus says that Pharisee, that religious person, he stood up and he pra- he's in church praying and he stands up and he prayed about himself. And he says, God, I thank you that I am not like all these other people, these robbers and these evildoers and these adulterers and even that old tax collector. What is he doing in church? And he says in verse 12, I fast not once a week. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of everything I have in the offering. Verse 13, but the tax collector, he stood at a distance while he would not even look up to heaven. But he beat his breast and he said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said in verse 14, I tell you that this man, the tax collector, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And that is exactly what this first beatitude is all about. 
realizing there is nothing you can do to merit God's amazing grace. And on your very best day, your best day, you are nothing but a sinner in dire need of a Savior. Doesn't matter if you give a double tithe, triple tithe, not going to get you into heaven. Take communion every day, it's not going to get you into heaven. Pray and fast twice a week, it's not going to get you into heaven. Become a gold medal Olympian. I'm glad you won that gold medal, but it's not going to get you into heaven. Being the smartest guy in the room, being able to quote scripture better than anybody else. Maybe you're just a really good dude, keeping all the laws and the commandments. None of those things are going to get you into heaven. Only by trusting in God. Amen. Secondly, write this down. Trusting in God, not your outward circumstances. Write this down. Trusting in God, not your outward circumstances, is what leads you to contentment on the inside. That's what gives you peace. That's what gives you joy. That's what gives you the blessing of God on the inside. You see, most of us, if the weather is good, we're happy. And if the weather is bad, we're sad. Most of us, if the stock market goes up, we're happy. If the stock market goes down, we're sad. Our happiness, our contentment is based on our outward circumstances. We're just like the lady who got married and she went to her friend and she said, I got married. And her friend said, oh, that's good. And the lady said, no, it's bad. He doesn't love me. Oh, that's bad. Oh, no, that's good. He's rich. Oh, that's good. He's rich. No, that's bad. Said he won't give me any of the money. Oh, that's bad. No, it's good. Said he built me this big house. Oh, that's good. No, that's bad. The house burnt down. Oh, that's bad. No, that's good. Said he was in it. Paul wrote in Philippians 4, he said, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Paul said, I know what it is to be in need. What's that mean? I've got nothing. I don't even have food to eat. I'm dirt poor. I also know what it is to have plenty. I've got all that I need. I, he says, that whether I have a little or a lot, I have learned the secret to being content in any and every situation, whether I'm well-fed or whether I'm starving half to death whether I'm living in plenty or in want. Well, what is the secret? He says in verse 13, the secret, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Well, how, how do you expect me to be happy if I lose my job? Oh, you just trust in God for strength that God's going to see you through this situation. What if I get sick and I lose my health? Well, you just keep trusting in God. God's going to see you through this little health crisis of yours. So many people just trusting in money for their happiness. And I'm not against money. I'm for money. I want you to make as much money as you can make. I want you to live in the biggest house you can I want you to live in the biggest house in all of California, which is right up there next to Governor Newsom's house. I've seen pictures of it. I want you to live there. I just, I just want to tell you that if you're trusting in your material possessions to bring you inside peace, you're going to be bitterly disappointed. 
Humility and serving are twins. It's not enough. It's not enough, ladies and gentlemen, for you to sit around all day and just say, I need you, God! I am nothing without you, God! It's not enough. Because once you find yourself emptying self of self and you truly are crying out to God and just leaning on Him for everything in your life, you can't help but get up and serve people around you in the name of the Lord. They're twins. You can't do one without the other. I heard, I heard this story. This couple, they, met, they, they, they were in a nursing home. A convalescent home, and they met each other, and they started to like each other, and they fell in love with each other in a nursing home. And one day, the man got up enough courage, he was going to ask the lady if he would marry, she would marry him. And so at, at the dinner table, you know, this big place where they all eat dinner, he went over and he sat down. He said, hey, I want to ask you something. She said, what? He, she said, he said, would you marry me? She said, yes, I will. Oh, he was all fired up. He went to bed that night. He got up the next morning. He remembered asking her to marry him, but he couldn't remember if she said yes or no. So he decided just to be honest. And he goes to find her. She's at the breakfast table. And he says, honey... Last night, the dinner table, I know that I asked you to marry me, but for the life of me, I cannot remember if you said yes or no. And she said, I said yes. And she goes, I'm so glad you asked because this morning when I woke up, I knew I'd said yes, but I couldn't remember who had asked me. Listen, I don't want you to ever forget this. God has called us to be poor in spirit. Where you cannot live another moment of your life without total dependence upon God. But side by side to humility is serving those around you. And I just want to ask you, You spent all week long, you spent this entire week taking care of you. What did you do the last seven days to serve this church? What did you do this week for your neighbor? What did you do this week for the least of these? What did you do this week for Jesus? Let's all stand. I want to read this and pray. Amen. Your attitude, everybody say attitude, should be the same of that of Christ Jesus. Notice humility and serving go side to side. Who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. And so he made himself nothing and taking the very nature of a 
servant. And being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself, and he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He set the perfect example for us. Amen. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. Our website again is liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These Scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. Hello, friends. My name is Dusty Frizzell, and I want to invite you to our new Thursday night service at Shepherd Church. That's right. We're adding a fourth service starting May 5th. Worship service starts at 7 p.m. and it's for all ages, but we're going to have food trucks before the service. In the first few weeks, the food is going to be free. We'll be following the same sermon series as the weekends, and you'll hear from myself, from some of my friends, and even from Pastor Dudley. So if you'll be gone on a weekend or you just want to open up some seats for others on the weekends, join us on Thursdays starting May 5th at 7 p.m. I hope to see you there. All information on dates, service times, and locations 
can be found on our website, shepherdchurch.com. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.